Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is how we do it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Wolves won at Man City. Brighton thrash Spurs and the fog on the tine is all Matty Longstaff's. Well, 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 here we are again, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Hello. I nearly didn't turn up today because I overdid it at the live shows. You yeah. and, uh, doing six. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you get into it, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. I was, I was texting that beautiful feeling when you uh, give the last, uh, you know, the stomach does the last bit of... Um, yeah. And something in your brain, some kind of chemical, it floods your brain. And you just feel amazing. It's over. It's over yeah. for now. <laughs> yeah. And then four hours later, you're uh, up again doing the same. Oh, because mate. I will insist on eating KFC and fish and chips when I'm in Brighton together. Absolutely. No, yeah. not together. Some sort of Madness. weird tapas blend. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't be buying. You shouldn't be going into a place called Cheeky Chicken. I mean, they have signposted it for yeah, you. Yeah, it was. It was. Che- it was quite. I was feeling quite cheeky. <laughs> so you, you underestimated just how cheeky it was. <laughs> They did just give me the bottle of burger sauce so I could just put it on my chips. And yeah. I, I overdid that, to be honest. I didn't mm-hmm. hurt myself with it. So uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll call it an unorthodox start to a football show. Uh, indeed, no. yes, yes. yes. Uh, but uh, thank you very much, Brighton. We had a lovely time. Yeah. So did they against Spurs, but we'll get into that in a short while. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mm, they're the headline, isn't Water. they? I didn't see that one coming. I'll be no. perfectly honest with you. No. An underwhelming start to the season, especially in the Premier League. They've been going well in the Europa. But Wolves have now won three in a row. They beat Watford, of course. They won 
away in Besiktas in, in the Europa prior to this one. And it was a much-needed win because it's only their second league win in eight matches this season. We were wondering when Wolves would come to life. Uh, we didn't think that they would sort of struggle so much after their impressive season last year and the, the players they have. And the way they started the game, I mean, it should have been a goal, at least a goal to the good before half-time. Yeah, this is a team who have got um, a fairly solid track record against the top sides. Mm. I mean, they, they clearly like a day out. They like a big occasion. You look at the pedigree of the players they've signed. These are players who, you know, for the most part, I mean, I know there are exceptions to this, but who have played at big clubs, have come mm. through at big academies and, and played international football and all the rest of it. And if you look at some of the results they've had in the past, I mean, they've picked up... Uh, wins against Chelsea before, they've picked up a win against Man United, they've picked up creditable draws mm-hmm. against top six teams. And when it clicks for them, they seem, they're a pretty good team. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we've forgotten yeah. about that maybe a little bit because of their, as you said, their kind of pedestrian starts of the season. But that those two goals Traore scored, almost like carbon copy. Yeah. And the second one particularly was clearly because Man City mm-hmm. were pushing and pushing. And I, I wonder whether if you put them under pressure, which of course is easier said than done, and you've got perhaps an unfamiliar player playing at centre-back, for example, alongside a guy who sometimes makes bad decisions at centre-back, mm. i.e. Um, Otamendi in that. Was it the first goal or the second goal where he, where he sort of dived in when he didn't need to? Mm. Um, one of them anyway. Um, you might better get a bit of joy. Um, but away from home against Man City, it's a massive, massive result. Mm. Santo's got a pretty good record against Guardiola. Yeah, he and does. I, th- I think it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because... They they weren't scared of them. They they highlighted that uh, centre back pairing of Fernandinho and Otamendi, Otamendi mm. and they went for them. And as I say, Catrone had a chance. Uh, Jimenez <laughs> found himself in some. That Catrone finish was was bizarre though. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those ones where he's. If you get the angle, if you're going to go for a fancy finish. Mm. If you get the angle just like one or two degrees yeah. wrong, it does. Yeah. It, it, you can see what he's trying to do: open his body out and bend it in the far corner. Yeah. But like you say, you get it slightly wrong. I mean, it's hard to think of how he could have put that further wide, given the shape of his body. <laughs> but you know, we said this at the start of the season with Man City: it's being overlooked. It's being way too overlooked. That centre back, they've got a problem. Mm. And lo and behold, they have a real bad problem now because Laporte's out for a while. We knew it was only a matter of time before Fernandinho was Fernandinho was going to drop in there. I'm not convinced by Otamendi. I'm certainly not convinced by Otamendi in, 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 I don't think in 2019. No. 31 now, not an improving player. They've got, I mean, it, it's early to say, but they've got problems at centre-back. It's funny, isn't it? With I, I don't know the ins and outs why Harry, cost Ma- Harry Maguire went to Man United because he could have got more for City. Oh, my goodness, he'd be their best centre-half, you'd probably say. Yeah. At the moment, he would be, for sure. He would have been the best centre-half uh, in this game. A lot, lot of Man City fans are very much upset that companies left because <laughs> he gives yeah. a bit of steel in that kind of area. Isn't it, isn't it great, though? Was? Isn't it great from a Wolves fan point of view when you've got a player like Adama Traore, who I know is a bit inconsistent, but he's a flying machine. Mm. And it's so exciting, even mm. of all the modern trappings of football, just to see a player who is an absolute yeah. flying machine. But that's great fast, to watch. But also with that that size as well, it's quite a rare thing that you see a player that big and that strong that is also as, as quick as that and as mobile as that. For the second goal, he... Um, it's, it's amazing because there's, there's a defender I forget who it is trying to catch up with him trying to track back and he doesn't even really look like he's got the afterburners on no, and he yeah. still just glides away <laughs> yeah, from yeah. him with the ball it's, at his feet as well, well and him and his passes were yes. flipping the, amazing the, the footwork goal. For yeah. the first goal. Huge, huge. He's a, he's a brilliant forward, Jimenez. And, and I couldn't figure out how he got the ball, like kept the ball. I know, like, right? It's, it's one of those things where weird. I've watched it back a few times. It's like, <laughs> just going to have to put that down to some sort of spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's such a crucial player for, for Wolves, Jimenez, at times, because 
he brings other players in. He's got goals in him. Maybe one would, maybe he would want to have one or two more goals. But he's certainly got goals he's in. He's in him. my fantasy league team. I'd like yeah. a few more. Thank you. Well, that's, that's, this, is, this is sort of a plea on your behalf. <laughs> you've got two assists, though. You get points yeah. for that. Well, that's what I mean. He brings other players into play so well. And if mm. you're trying to play like a unit, which you have to away at Manchester yeah. City in particular, Traore then... is a unit on his own. <laughs> <for that laughs> well. Exactly. Uh, but it, it, it was, it was marvellous with Traore as well. I mean. We know he's got pace, but but Wolves, you know, they were away in Turkey on yeah. the, on on the Thursday night. Yeah. They they you could tell that after trying to push for that early goal and think right, let's go at them. They didn't get the goal, and you often the old adage you've got to score when you're on top, especially against Man City. Then Man City came back, Silver hit the bar, and of course, if that free kick goes in, it's a different story. The City were coming forward, but Wolves, they they the game management was very good, and they thought, right, let's just play a bit deeper now, mm. and with that pace, yeah, they they started to tie slightly, but that's fair enough, I think. Uh, but but Traore still had a little bit left in the tank. It certainly <laughs> became evident. And the way they broke for those goals was was phenomenal. And, you know, and yeah. his finish for the first one was great. And and he's been criticised for perhaps the decision-making in the final third and, and showing a little bit of class and quality. Well, he certainly showed that with the first. And what mm. I loved about them for the second, it was almost as if he thought, oh, I know how to do this. I'll just do exactly the same yeah, thing yeah, again. Yeah, and yeah. it was very effective. And you know what it's like when, I mean, playing football, even at our level, you can be really tired towards the end of the game. But if the ball gets to your feet and you've got a chance of a goal, you just forget about that mm-hmm. instantly. Absolutely. So he, he was obviously able to do that. But the Wolves were a good team. There's no question about that. And they keep adding players and and it's almost in, in a sense because of the ambitions they've got and the plan they've got for their club they're still in a bit of transition because they're adding players and they're trying to establish themselves at the, in the Premier League they've got this Europa League thing happening now but they are very very capable and I thought f- from what I saw for the first half particularly yes Man City had a lot of the ball but Wolves didn't really look in an awful lot of trouble yeah. well Man City has 76 percent possession mm. which is incredible yeah. if you well, think just get, get ahead hit him on the break and, and then just sit deep which is exactly what they did and yeah. then you've you've always got that outlet for an absolute mm-hmm. lightning fast player I am worried for uh, Crystal Palace which is Man City's uh, next match because oh, yeah. Yeah. historically yeah, 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 yeah. every yeah, yeah. time they've uh, been beaten they've come out and yes. where is it teams. is it uh, it's in at, London uh, Crystal Palace yeah. oh okay yeah because obviously Palace beat them there <laughs> last year with that wonderful Andrus Townsend goal only counts for one though doesn't mm. it yeah right they only needed to <laughs> uh, uh, well, they are uh, a fair few points off Liverpool, of course, Manchester City already, mm. uh, because Liverpool squeezed past Leicester City two mm. one. I, I thought, I think I said that I fancied it to be a draw, and oh, I was so, close, so but close. Ultimately, I was wrong, Jim. You were, of course, yeah. not for the first time. And it's, uh, is it a shame? But that I was wrong. No, that that that, <laughs> that this is that they that it wasn't a draw because are we are we seeing a one horse race open up? Well, it's early days, I think. I mean, Guardiola said he's not thinking about all that mm. kind of stuff. I'm not thinking about Liverpool. Are you thinking about Liverpool? I'm not thinking about Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool have the capacity to drop points, especially later in the season. Well, we'll see. I mean, there is a, a sort of a, a steely determination from mm, Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the exciting thing for Liverpool fans is that actually after last season, you think. Oh, it went so close, mm. but actually winning the European yeah. Champions League straight after is such an enormous Absolutely. pick. Absolutely, and we, we've seen this happen to Liverpool before, where they've, they've come close, yeah. finished second, and it's been it's been tough for them, and, and yeah. mentally they've struggled the next season. But mm-hmm. they, that has not been the case at all. They have carried that that determination through mm. so much, and their, their mental strength looks so so strong. You can see mm. it from the outside. Well, that, I mean, then that is enormous credit to the manager, of course. Mm. Uh, but that's it, though. You 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 know, when when you sort of think, oh, we were one point. I mean, how. A near as perfect season as you can, yeah. but hang on a minute, we're still champions, we're European champions, yeah. you know, and and, and that that will um, uh, you know sort of you know, that 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 feeling surrounds the club and and going into the season they've been absolutely superb, of course. 
yeah, okay, against Leicester, I would argue they, they had a bit of luck. But, I mean, you need a bit of luck over the course of the season. And even if they'd have drawn the game, they still have a healthy lead already. Yeah, I think, I think Leicester only had one shot on target anyway. Yeah. Though. But, I mean, Liverpool were... I completely agree with what you're saying, and, and I'll go further and say for them to continue to lift themselves after that disappointment in domestically last season in a in a trophy that Liverpool have been desperate for, to win for lots of reasons for a very long time, mm-hmm. to hit the ground running to the extent they have this season has been brilliant. Um, but they had a word a word of caution is just they had quite a big lead around Christmas last year, mm-hmm. and they and obviously it wasn't enough, so that'll be on their minds a little bit. And Klopp will have to do his best to to keep them. Um, to keep him um, going, um, Mane dived. I'll say it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I was about, that was literally about to be my next point. <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask you guys what you think, but you've already answered. Well, it. It, there was a, sl- a slight bit of contact, and this is this is the tricky thing that had he have gone down when that contact was made, mm. that old thing of clearer, yeah. Well, that yeah, exactly that old thing of and, and, sometimes you have to go down almost a flag to the referee. Look, I have been fouled, yeah. and it's put me off there. And, but, and the way that Albrighton pulls his foot out. Yes, I think that was a bigger tell than anything else. Mm. You know that they had been contacting. He was like, "Oh shit, I need to get, yeah. get my foot out of the way." But the thing is, though, when you watch the footage, there's clearly mm. phase one and phase two of mm. contact made, and Manning goes, "Right, well, that, that's that's done." Right, let's move. No, I think I'd like to go back a phase, and then he goes. But did down. he did he impede him? I, I for me, that's not a penalty. Okay, not a penalty. So, you, what, what do you think about the VAR kind of process then in that situation? You think it's not obvious enough for it to be overturned, so they let it go. Yeah, I suppose mm. so. I the threshold's high because they don't want to undermine the referendum. Yeah, maybe the, the benefit of the doubt there. Right, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand. It's so muddy, isn't it? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the it's thing. There's so much to think about these days. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be quite a simple game, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think it was an absolute howler or anything. You know, it wasn't shocking. But mm. I, for me, I think, you know, having seen it, that you know, having. Well, you're talking about first, first one or first two. Let's get VAR on the VAR. Yeah. Come on. An independent adjudicator. Yeah. Have a little Looking camera in the that. VAR truck <laughs> watching what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, that's right. He was having a drink while he was watching that. Yeah. Would that have put him off? Uh, yeah, but you know, Liverpool, they, they got in, through it. I was they? enjoying Perez chipping off, getting Ooh. very, very punchy. Yeah, Andy Never Robert- seen him do that ever. Andy Robertson just gave him a little, yeah. just gave him a little something. Yeah. And, Is it a club uh, he cares about now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah. Club with some heart. Yeah. yeah. To be, to be fair, though, I mean, you're under Brendan Rodgers, you're trying to get everyone going with all the state of things in Newcastle. Yeah, he probably was a bit disillusioned under with Ashley and all that nonsense. I imagine the Leicester fans feel a little disillusioned with Perez right now. Yeah, well, maybe he's not had a great start. Maybe maybe career, do, yeah. will, uh, will Brendan stick his rent up? Do you think? Well, he could do. Should do. I think. Very yeah, a thousand pound extra a month. Sorry, yeah, again, the economy's getting tougher. You know, it's harder yeah. these days. I'm put the rent up. I'm afraid <laughs> I, I, he'll, have to, he'll have to go for cheap teeth. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine if Rogers called Cloppy. Klopp today. Jürgen, it's uh, Brendan. All right, yeah. Congratulations yeah. on the win. Yeah. Um, well done and all that. Um, Let's talk deposits. A bit of admin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing an inspection tomorrow, giving you the requisite 24 hours notice, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. maybe changes to the rent. Yeah, okay. Inspections will be around about three in the morning, just <laughs> keep, keep on your toes. Yeah. Anytime Imagine... between three in the morning and two in the morning the next day. What do you mean you're at the dentist? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that house is very, very white, and it looks like marble, but it's actually just enamel, just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enamel. Put Drew Clock to it. <laughs> My enamel house. In, in, in the in the uh, the fruit bowl on the coffee table, it's just all dental floss packets. Yeah. <laughs> Clock was very unhappy with Chowdhury's foul on Salah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can understand. Bad. You can understand, man. You want to protect his players and mm. stuff. I didn't think he went out to hurt him. I think he was probably not fussy. I think he's he quite robust, get... though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he went to get the ball, and he thought, well, if I don't get the ball, then you know, who cares? Yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe it, do you, I wouldn't say it falls into the bracket of excessive force. Well, I th- yeah, I, I think but. Klopp went a bit over the top, and I think it was was it Shearer or Murphy on the match of the day suggested that he's maybe trying to deflect slightly from the, the penalty and yeah. mm. talk a bit about that. I mean, yeah, there we are. But I mean, Leicester with another nearly result 
against one of the big yeah. boys. Well, Alexander Arnold stamped on a, um, a player earlier in the in the first half. I think he could have gone for that. Yeah. So that could have been a completely different situation. Very Bearing true. in mind, it was such a small margin in the first place. Very true. But yeah, Leicester. I mean, it, it, again. They've only lost two games this season. They have only lost two games this season, and you, but you look at some of the results uh, against the the, the big. They should have. They, they should have. Listen, there's no way you said it on on Thursday. There's no way they should have been beating at Old Trafford. No, no. And and with, with that last gasp, Liverpool goal, it was a little bit of a, a, a calamity of errors from the Leicester backline. Yeah. They should have got a point. They should have got a yeah. point. To me, it felt a bit like um, fatigue, tiredness. Yeah. So you end up losing your concentration yeah. and the rest of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and again, after the international break. But they, they yeah, do. but they've they got a couple of weeks off now. They'll be they'll be good as gold, Leicester. I think they should still be gunning for third place based on what's going on around the Premier League. Mm. They should, but they, they, these are the results that, that, that Rodgers will be thinking, ah, there's, a, there's sort of a little glass ceiling there and he wants to punch mm. through. Well, you'd be like looking at like this. I mean, I think when West Ham and Palace played, like they were gunning for third place then, weren't they? Yeah. It's like, and it's like, we shouldn't be in and around. Palace have had a great start. Against Palace yeah, and, you know. uh, Best London team. Ham. You'd say, wouldn't you? Best London team. Really? Well they, are the, well, they are in the Premier League, aren't they? Oh, yeah, I guess so. That's what the league's for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give Chelsea another month or third. Oh, no, Arsenal third, sorry. I, sorry, for some reason I thought... Um... I think you're talking about the, the London team you've enjoyed the most this season. Uh, no, I just made a mistake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they're below Arsenal and Chelsea. I think at one point this, this weekend they were above both those teams. Mm, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Arsenal and Chelsea played later. We're all very. If I can let everyone in, a little peek behind the curtain. We're all very, very tired today. Obviously, <laughs> uh, we had to watch that Man United performance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what about that Brighton performance? Oh, wonderful! My goodness, uh, another three 0 win in the Prem for Brighton this season. I thought the first day of the season was a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. Clearly not. Sorry, Brighton fans. Um, Aaron Connolly had a great game. First really Prem start. Lovely old job. This, yeah. this was he just an a... intense and very serious young man. Yeah, yeah. He? He, wow. looks, he looks really old. He does. Age. Yeah, he's got. A Full beard. I can believe he was. He's nineteen. He's nineteen. He? Yeah. Oh, fair play. I, I, I found this that second goal in particular. What a finish! Yeah, it was lovely. I found this game absolutely bizarre. Mm. Just yeah. how how bad Spurs were. Now I know that Loris got injured, and it's a serious, probably going to be a serious one. I think he's dislocated his elbow, which yeah. means he'll be out for some time. It really nasty. Didn't it it did, bad. and he was in a lot of pain, and you could see that affected the players. So you give him a bit of a bit of leeway for that. If they hadn't been hammered on Tuesday mm. Mm. and they hadn't been in such terrible form, I was just the lack of intensity for yeah. me. I mean, there's there a few things. One is the, the some of the decisions that that um, Pochettino made tactically in terms of team selection, I thought was strange, mm-hmm. very strange. Secondly, the lack of intensity from those players was to me almost almost unforgivable. I mean, it's, you get into a pattern now, a routine now, where if it doesn't go your way, you just wrap your hand in. Mm, yeah. Uh, for for and let's get this absolutely right because I think this is really important because it pertains to how modern football is these days. A lot of those players owe Pochettino their fucking career. Mm. They they were nobodies before he, he came along, and the fact that he's revolutionised that club as we've talked about over and over again and what he's done, I think he's well within his rights to expect a bit more from those players. Mm. You, you lose a game, that's fine. You go away in the Premier League, you can lose against anyone. We all know that. But to lose like that and to lose like I did on Tuesday, you saw him after the game. He looked a little bit, I wouldn't say confused because that's strong, but he looked like a bit surprised as yeah, to what had happened. But that, that kind of feeds into the point that some of the papers are going with, with, you know, is Pochettino, is, is, is he done? Is, he, is his head turned? Is he already mm-hmm. thinking, you know, what? I, I think I've taken this team as far as I can. And uh, you talk about the Man United job, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, goodness knows what you'd have to do there to get those players going. But. Um, if indeed he has dropped his intensity slightly, and he is a little bit tired and fatigued, and he, and he, if he is, you know that that can happen to a manager. Yeah. If you think about 
um, like Klopp's last season at Dortmund. You know what mm. I mean? You know, the, the, you, there's, there's these examples of managers who have had a brilliant, brilliant time at a club and, as you say, revolutionised it in, in, in some respects and got them to, 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 to highs that perhaps they haven't experienced for many years. If his intensity and... Uh, you know his 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 energy levels have dropped a little bit. That could filter down to the rest of the yeah, side. Now it doesn't. It's no excuse. I think it comes from the players. No, I think I think I think Luke's right. Like okay. I, you, I always think about when when teams like just slide like this, and 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 there just seems to be a lack of intensity, a mm. lack of intent. Yeah. Um, it's the dynamic on the team bus afterwards for me. Like you, you, you know, obviously the manager's probably sat up front, and he's mm-hmm. just turned around going. Sorry, what the fuck was that? Guy? <laughs> yeah. Like that that was no kind of performance. You didn't show anything. You didn't show any interest. I don't think he helped I don't think he's helped himself and I don't think he's blameless. Yeah, right. But I think some of the but some of the cause some of the selections he made were strange. I mean, you hear about Carl Walker Peters, not even in the squad. Sissoko and Ndombele, who looked absolutely gassed against Bayern Munich, mm. and you can understand why they got pulled all over the place. Mm. Five minutes into the second half, I mean yeah. Marcus, you were there as well. You saw how gassed they were. Yeah. He placed Sissoko at right back against Dan Byrne and Aaron Moy on the left of Brighton. Dan Byrne isn't a left back, he's a centre back. Mm. And Aaron Moy likes to tuck inside. You could have the freedom of the Amex mm, if you played yeah. a good quality, like proper right back there. Yeah, because um, Moy and Gross, I think, were the two kind of wide men. Hmm. You don't think of them as no, They wide played narrow. Range. They yeah. played narrow. So, so but, they, but they knew they could. Exactly. And they got a lot of the ball. And then, and then you, look at, you look at, I mean, Sissoko's game, it always run for you, it always worked really hard. But I think he looked gassed. I think Ndombele isn't fully fit. Put Dyer in there for his first mm. start in months mm. and months in that situation. Do you think that that is because uh, he, he needs to show Harry Winks that uh, his performance against Bayern wasn't good enough so he's got to put that pressure on him for, for keeping his place? He was bad, Jim, but he wasn't the worst player against Bayern. Mm. He was bad. It was probably the worst was it the worst I've seen him play. He wasn't great, but I don't think it was so bad that he should be punished. But do you think like... The, the, and playing the, two half-fit players ahead of him. Yeah, well, I mean, surely there is an element of, of rotation though just because Bayern was so bad that he needs to like G these players up and remind them that they've got to fight for their places. Yeah, but but maybe, I've just said he's to. not rotated to Soko and Dombele, both yeah, yeah, completely, absolutely. completely no, knackered. No, but I'm saying that he's, he's doing that to some degree. Obviously, for whatever reasons, he's picking Ndombele uh, and, and Sissoko might be tactical with, with Brighton in mind, but surely some rotation is a result of what happened at, well, at Brighton, uh, Bayern. The other thing you have to, I guess we have to bear in mind is that um, he's not been backed. So, I mean, if, mm. if he's got three players there, to my knowledge, in Alderweireld, Vertonghen and Eriksen, for different reasons, are going to be out of contract and aren't, probably aren't going to stay. Mm. Yeah, he's got to pick his team around them. They yeah. both play. Sanchez, I don't know why he didn't play Davison Sanchez, possibly because he's had a bit of a poor start of the season or he, maybe he's not fully fit, I don't know. Eriksen, when he when he doesn't look like he wants, doesn't want to be there, which is every other week, Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the only game runners in the front six, really, were Lamella, Kane and Son. And you can't carry three mm. midfield players in the Premier League game, mm. especially not away well, from home when confidence wanted, is low. He clearly wanted to clear out and he didn't get it because um, obviously mm. at that club you have to get rid to, to, to spend any money. He didn't get his clear out. It, it just took too long. The, the, you know what leaves like with Brinkmanship when it comes to financial uh, matters. So it's not a happy camp there, is it? But I thought no. Brian were excellent. I thought they, mm. they, were, they were snapped into tackles. They were very intense. They, they could have won by more. Um, great um, stuff to see both their starting forward score. Mopai mm. needs, needs needs goals because he's obviously come for come for a lot of money from a lower league and obviously got his goal very early. It's great for a team when a young player comes through the ranks and sort mm-hmm. of scores yeah. goals. Particularly one of those goals was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so lots to be positive well, about. You've got to, they've you, had injuries themselves. They have. You've got to give Brighton an almost amount of credit because Spurs 
you can say, well, they're there for the taking. Which, as I always say, you've still got to take them. And Spurs are a superior side to Brighton, lest mm. we forget. Brighton, I think, had only scored five goals in seven games before that one. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're 14th with nine points. It was it was a very much a welcome win for Brighton. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and all credit to them. They well, yeah. went... They took the initiative, didn't exactly. they? Which is, and and they weren't scared of Tottenham, which would have been uh, would would have been very easy for them to, to be even at mm. home. And also, I I suppose perhaps Spurs' lack of press allowed Brighton to maybe go. You know what? You know this is there for the taking. If mm. as long as we're competitive, we can get something here. And then obviously, yeah. you know, it was a lot. I suppose a lot easier than they might have managed. Absolutely. Well, def- imagine defensively, rather. Brighton looked pretty solid. It didn't look mm. like a seed. They did. They did lose no. a keeper fairly early on in this match. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, he was an agony. Like they had to give yeah. him. Um, but he, it was another I error. Lithium in my head. Yeah. <laughs> they did not give him lithium. Let's be oh, very clear. We, we, we already said that. I mean, he's, well, he, yeah. he, but yeah. it was another error yeah. from Lloris. Mm. It was. You yeah. know, that's the thing. It wasn't like yeah. he got injured and then he dropped the ball. It was another error. I mean, like hearing your goalkeeper going down the tunnel screaming in pain. Yeah. I mean that that. Got to rattle you a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that would affect it. Mm. That affect you got. You got. Uh, uh, we said at the start of this, it's obviously not ideal, mm. but you can't. I don't think you can use that as an excuse to not get on with it. Mm. I mean, they've got Watford at home next. Mm. If they don't put performance oh, against them, they're in, and then they've got Red Star at home. If they yeah. if they if they don't win that, well, they're, they're looking at a maximum. Mind if, you, if what, they get a draw, they have two points in their Champions League group after three games. I mean, Watford. If you're if if you you know you're Sanchez Flores. Now, Watford should have probably beaten Sheffield United. It was good to see the young lad Henderson in goal actually have a great game for Sheffield United. Bounce back after that error against That's Liverpool, right. and he and he really won really his professional yeah, yeah, and he really won his team a point there mm. uh, because Watford uh, you know probably should have won the game. So Watford are now on the up slightly, relatively speaking. Well, they're going to think, right, lads? Actually, Spurs away is not the game it was last season. No, and 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 that's it's similar to them going into Spurs going into this Brighton game away from home after this Bayern Munich game. You look at it and you think, okay. Brighton aren't very good, let's be fair. They, they were brilliant this weekend, but generally speaking, they've not shown enough this season. They've mm-hmm. won one game before this in the Premier League and they've had some awful results. I mean, they lost 2-0 at home to Southampton. They couldn't. They stunk the place out against Newcastle. They lost at home to Aston Villa, a promoted team. If you're Spurs, you're thinking, right, get away from the home stadium, which can be difficult because it's full of people. They've got a lot of anticipation because they're in there for the first time and the last time you were there, you got absolutely whooped. So get yourself out away from home against a poor team and see what you've got. They didn't have anything. No. They didn't have anything at all. It's a damning result. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily, everybody. 
Yes, welcome back indeed. Uh, which, which plug shall I do first? RambleLive.com, there's still tickets available. We are in Bournemouth on Thursday and then we're in Shepherd's Bush on Friday. If you want to come and see us in London on this tour, that's your final chance to do so and I'm not entirely sure exactly how many tickets are left. I'm going to mm. say five under two. 10 I think so mm. get get yourself in there and Bournemouth on Thursday will be a lovely time as well um, and there's some other dates between now and the middle of November um, Betway 4 to score this yeah. week um, GM West Ham v Crystal Palace Felipe Anderson that was a no Pete Callum Wilson Bournemouth against Arsenal no. at the Emirates that was a no uh, not the Emirates, sorry. Yeah, the Emirates. What are we talking about? Um, uh, I had Danny Ings against Chelsea. He did score, didn't he? But not first, so mm-hmm. that's a no. And Marcus, you had uh, Marcus Rashford because it's always nice to have a Marcus in there. That was a no. Six a, a players. Resounding no. Six players in the betway.com forward slash four to score uh, were still in the hat going into the final game. But unsurprisingly, no one had young Matty Longstaff. <laughs> and so we roll over. Uh, we go again. It's, it's £150,000 jackpot next week. It's free to play. Just pick your first scorer in each of the four selected games to win uh, up to £150,000 at betway.com forward slash four to score. Bet responsibly. Uh, BeGamblerWay.org. There we are. Now it's time for emails with that man, PTD. Oh, we need a, a little jingle, don't we? Email show at Yes, well done to Mark, who's emailed in. Hi, guys. On the topic of teams with players with similar names, surely England and Italian 90 were the benchmark. We had two players called Gary Stevens as well as a Trevor Stephen. We had a Hoddle and a Waddle and a captain uh, and manager who were both called Robson. Two <laughs> players called Gary Stevens? Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently so. Sorry, uh, that's in the squad. Uh, again. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. That's that, how football teams work, yeah. generally. Yeah. Isn't it? I think one, so. one born a year before the other, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah. Robert. Think, yeah. Hello to Robert. Uh, Rob Kusak. Uh, first time emailer from Portsmouth. I was looking through Pompey's uh, unsuccessful trialist during our slide through the leagues and when we were in League One in 2012, I stumbled across this guy, Alassane Ndai. Ndai? Again, he's trialist. Uh, had a fairly normal career in English law leagues, a non league until Hastings United. He then moved to Lokomotiv Plovdiv or, uh, of all places. Then, uh, Since then, he's played in Bulgaria, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, and Lithuania. Have you ever seen a crazier uh, career move? He's only 29. He played Crystal Palace, Swindon, Southend, Barnet, Hayes, Hastings, and then, in 2013, Lokomotiv Plovdiv, Zagora, Ertish Pavlodar, Tobol, ASM Belfort, and the rest are literally unpronounceable. Half of those were unpronounceable by the sound of it. One of my favourite football teams is Venfret Kofu, who play in J-League 2, and Peter Utarkas. Uh, Peter Yuktaka plays for them. John's brother. Uh, and he's been, yeah, John Yuktaka's brother. And uh, he has been, he's had like 10 different Japanese clubs. And he always put in a performance, always scored. I don't know why he um, doesn't put down roots. No. Put down some roots if you're listening. Some roots, mm. mate. Pete in, in, Got a lovely big head. Uh, Chris Dowsett um, uh, hi chaps long time listener first time emailer I like to hear that uh, for a few weeks you've been looking for a footballer called Gordon Bennett and I can, I can get you closer mm. Peterborough United centre back Reese Bennett's middle name is Gordon Reese Gordon Bennett and that is heard a lot alongside much stronger language whenever he makes an appearance <laughs> thank you very much Chris <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with the show uh, it's uh, shortabotrumbledaily.com actually do you want to squeeze in a bit of Kevin Keegan yeah, yeah, why not? Oh, right. absolutely. Andrew from Formby. Hello. Um, yes. Uh, hi, chaps. I came across a story via a friend and I had to share it with you. A friend of a friend and his girlfriend, a lot of friends there, were on a flight home from Bali. As they were getting off the plane, they noticed a gentleman with an awesome haircut and the girlfriend said this. 
Uh, who would should t- who should well, he's basically the girlfriend said he's got an awesome, awesome haircut. Who would should turn around? Not the guy with the awesome hair, but Kevin Keegan, who clearly thought they were talking about him. Kevin approaches them and says, "I suppose you'd like an autograph as well now." Uh, neither of them are football fans, so they had no idea who he was. Luckily, my friend's dad arrived on the scene to bail him out of a rather awkward situation. Have you ever got an autograph from a footballer or a former footballer uh, that you didn't want? Let us know. Blimey. Wow. Uh, uh, That's oddly um, hubristic yeah. from, from Keggy, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I remember uh, <clears throat> a friend of the Ramble, Rupert Fryer, mm. telling a story once, which I think we, we mentioned, I mean, this is probably about eight or nine years mm. ago on the show, and he said he's got a mate who... He's a bit Keegan-like. He's quite unlucky. Right. And uh, he's often like the butt of the jokes or people assume the worst of him type of guy where he's <laughs> bent to be a lovely, innocent fella. And I think they were at Wembley once for a friendly England versus Portugal and Eusebio was there and Eusebio was signing loads of autographs and they all went down to get one they signed everyone and then his mate, this guy, handed over his programme said, oh, can I have an autograph? And Eusebio just went, no! And walked off. <laughs> That's harsh. That is disappointing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I don't think there were two Gary Stevens in the England 1990 squad. There a B in your bonnet. Good. I just, I just thought there, it was were, there were definitely two Gary Stevens there were, but I don't, for England at that time. But I, only one of them got in the squad. All right, there yeah. you go. Okay, good. There yeah. we are. Just oh, so it's good to be. It's important to be correct. It's yeah, important right. to be correct. If you're going to email in, like, I, I don't, don't email in you lies. do it. I just don't need it from Marcus. Well, no, right. I just, so I just better rem- than that. No, I he's just, not a petty man. I just remember he is a petty man. I just remembered the squad, and I thought, well, I don't want to do the Gary Stevens who was in the squad of disservice mm. you know thinking that which there was... Gary Stevens is it <laughs> the one who played <laughs> for Rangers Gary Stevens. Oh, right. either yeah. way he's having his contribution re- reduced by 50% <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly let's get on to the long staffs oh, at, least not, yet. Yeah. at least not the best yet. Gary Stevens in the squad <laughs> <laughs> Aston Villa gubbed Norwich City 5-1 Norwich yeah. didn't cover any of the topics no they appear. didn't my goodness, terrible result. Well, the yeah. keeper covered quite a lot of topics. <laughs> well, he did quite well. If one of the topics was picking the ball out of the net, then yeah. he was... Did uh, he save a penalty? He, he did. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it still seems a bit... Uh, Give him some credit for that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he saved the penalty and then made a really good save from the rebound as well. But mm. he stopped Wesley yeah. getting a hat-trick. Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah. But I think, like, you know, Norwich have got a lot of players missing. And they, well, they, they, they really unravelled here, didn't they? Really? Mm. He spoke of players missing and players playing with painkillers, which is not ideal. But my goodness, that is a, a demoralising result. I mean, but this has been the case for a while, of course. We've, we've kept saying, haven't we, after that Man City result and so on and so forth. But it was poor. And and this is, wasn't a case of, you know, they've been beaten, say, two or three. This was, they were all over. It was a gubbing. It really, it really was. And and Villa was, were excellent. I mean, Dean Smith had been saying for a little while that Villa had been playing well. He said that, you know, we've outplayed this, that and the other. I think it was, a, he said, only against Spurs did we not play better than he the He said opposition. that going into the game, yeah. Yeah, and and... Well, on the basis of that result, you can see where he's coming from because they, they unleashed their potential here. Wesley with a couple of goals. We spoke about his importance mm. and what he can do. And that's a, give him the world of confidence, even though he, he missed that penalty. But Grealish was fantastic yeah. as well. He needs to do that more, doesn't he? This is his first well, kind of... Prop. Wesley. So again, no, Grealish. 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 Yeah. He needs to do that a bit more. Well, if Grealish is, is given a bit of time and space, which he was mm. against Norwich in abundance, he, he can hurt teams. We've mm. seen him do that for, for a couple of years now. And in the Premier League... Obviously, in theory, you should give, be given less space and less time and all the rest of it. But but Grealish, you know, it was, it was a wonderful performance and he took his goal extremely well. I mean, and Douglas Luiz, he can hit them. Oh, that was a beauty. He can hit them. That was them. a proper cherry on top, that, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. I mean, it's, it's, it, what was that? The second one he's hit like that mm. this season, I think, opening day against Bournemouth. So Villa will be pumped. It was, it was, <laughs> pumped it was an odd that. game as far as that, if you just looked at the statistics of this game, I mean... Norwich had 21 shots to Aston Villa's 22 and they had quite a lot more possession than Aston mm-hmm. Villa. 
yet they were very close to losing 5-0 at home. Mm, yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing, but the, I mean, the, the explanation for that, I think, it's just a massive lack of intensity from Norwich. Yeah. And it might be because they've How many of those shots were on target? Well, I don't know. I yeah. could probably check. Also, not, Wesley's sure. second goal was a great example of what you're saying there, Luke, because it was, I mean, he even looked like he couldn't believe how simple it was. It was yeah. just a straightforward, you know, yeah, out it, to the byline. I mean, Norwich, I just, I just think that they barely bothered Aston yeah. Villa that game. I mean, it was all Villa. It was. And um, you, I, just, I was just going to say, you talk about players being missing or players um, perhaps carrying injuries. I don't know which players are carrying injuries in that team, but they had you know, quite a lot of the players that you've, become mm. recognisable in the Premier League season so far. I mean, Cantwell played, Wendia played, Pookie played, Godfrey played. Yeah, so they, they have they have players in there who are playing games. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's an excuse to lose 5-1 at home to, to a, a fellow promoted team, really. It was an absolutely abject performance and I think yeah. that they're clearly on a little lull at the moment. Um, you know, talking about Spurs there and so on. I mean, Norwich... They have to they have to pick themselves up and pretty quickly because as mm. you say that is a damning result at home against a fellow promoted side. Mm. Whereas whereas for Villa the way they just strode about the pitch, they looked like they were the team who thought yeah we we belong here mm. we're going to mm. take this and it, and it was it, Villa didn't even seem that surprised. No. They, they, they it was as if yeah well we're an established team in this league and of course we've put this team to the sword. What's what's the big deal mm, kind of yeah. thing and um and that bodes very well for Villa. It does not uh, for Norwich. Uh, both newly promoted, as we say. So, wonderful win for Dean Smith. And the yeah, and, and I think Villa need a win like that. They need a win to remind themselves that uh, they belong in the Premier League or at, le- or at least make them feel like they belong mm. in the Premier League. And, this, you know, this is their level and that they need to sort of sustain that. And I think a couple of goals of Wesley uh, is a very, very good thing to get them going. And for Grealish to get off the mark as well, it's a really, really good day for them. What do you I think, think Mings guess, at the back? Yeah, too? it's a shame that, wasn't it? He made a big mistake at the end that let Norwich in for there. I think it was that big a mistake. I think Keane well, should it, be off his line know, a bit well, quicker. But it, you know, it directly led to a goal, didn't but it? But he's he's had a good season. Oh, he, he has. As I, as I said recently, he was very very impressive against uh, Arsenal. Seeing him, uh, just the way he marshals that defence and the way that he's he's always talking and always giving out instruction is really good. And I think he's going to be absolutely key if they're going to stay up. Yeah, All they right. can see too many goals, Norwich. Way too many. Yeah. They need to sort that out. Mm. Let's talk about Newcastle United. One. Yeah. Yes. Manchester United nil. Matty Longstaff got the winner on his Premier League debut. Pete Donaldson, come can, on! Can we all be, be Longstaffs like um, the Ramones? We, yeah. Do you want my... Mookie Longstaff. Or the Stevens. the Stevens. I would like to say, well done. Well done to Steve Bruce for putting him in there. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. He's, been, he's, he's been an adorable little fella. Well, yeah, Steve an adorable Bruce. little chap. It was the, the post-match match of the day slash Sky Sports, uh, man, where his brother gives him the Man of the Match award. Yeah. It is. Uh, it was. Oh man! Would you say something. put your faith back in football? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, I don't. You know, I don't see that putting Andy, when when Andy Carroll came on a few uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit of a PR. Yep. I'm not going to say masterstroke, but it certainly tidied up what was a really turgid match. I think, mm. I think it was against Brighton. Um, that and was the nil-nil I was talking yeah, about earlier. It was, it was absolutely shit. Absolutely abject. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, which made you not want to watch the Man United Newcastle match. I soon recall. But uh, yeah, he brought him on, and it kind of. It was a bit of a lightning rod, galvanised, you know, the the, the 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 supporters a little bit, and this was a really good little, nice little story, yeah. you know, seeing him and Andy Carroll run the corner as you know people from the northeast and mm-hmm. playing for the the club they clearly love and they clearly adore. Oh, and the way he hit I, that ball, I yeah, thought, it, was great. I it was a fantastic goal. He, he to be hit fair. the bar in the first half as well, didn't he? Yeah, oh, he oh, that, that was a great effort. I thought it was a. I mean, we we caught a bit of it before we went on on Bright, in Brighton last night, but mm. when I watched it back. Um, I thought it was actually pretty good from Steve. I can't believe I'm saying this, but but actually, 
Man United are a team without a plan. They don't know what they're, they know what they're fucking doing. No. Like, they have no idea what they're doing. And and what it seemed to me that Newcastle did is they put five and a four and they let Man United have the ball mm-hmm. and they thought, what we'll do, the pressure will build on Man United. They need a win. Their away record is terrible. If we get a chance and we take it, we'll win. It and was, that's exactly what happened. It was very rough yeah, for me, though, to be honest. It was, it was very, very much like that. It was yeah. very counter. Yeah. Uh, I think um, the, the returning um, um, DeAndre Yedlin is obviously a very yeah. lightning quick player. Uh, that helped um, the the other uh, the other fullback, uh, Willems, was yeah. also really good yeah. as well. And obviously he, he helped set up the goal. Um, I thought it was a really... At times, I, mean, really I said this points. to you on, 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 the, on the previous show last week. I said, Newcastle, when you target games, should be targeting this one. I said, mm. not even for a point. They, they should go for this. They should, they should win this. I mean, Man United are a very underwhelming side yeah. at the moment, so I don't think anyone's they, under any illusion. How are they no, so but, bad? But when we were saying this last week, it was, it was slightly scoffed. And I'm saying, no, it didn't surprise me at all. When, when they won 1-0 against Man United, Man United did not bother Newcastle's no, but goal. No, you've got to remember, Newcastle are a very underwhelming side. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that, but... Um, I think that yes, they are. But when Man United come to town, I mean, I know we just sort of have a bit of a laugh at Bruce, but he's still a football manager. Do you know what I mean? He's still a Premier League manager of sorts, mm. and will uh, he's literally at... the worst football manager <laughs> when it comes it... to results. I'm not having a go, Marcus. I'm just saying that like, I understand. They but should it... be target, targeting Brighton, for example. They should be targeting games yes. that they can clearly win. Absolutely. Yes, Man United definitely fall into this category. Well, definitely. I was proved right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, and that's and, the and now we come yeah. to the end of the reason why he made the point. The social thing. The point was, I thought that they were brilliant, and they and we spoke about Brighton seeing Spurs down. Uh, you know, on on their what, what, hind legs or whatever the expression is, and they went for it. And, and Newcastle mm. did the same. They deserve enormous credit for that. I enjoyed this tweet um, from uh, Christian, who said Solskjaer's old club Molder could go seven points clear at the top of the Norwegian league tonight with six matches to go. Mm. If they win it, it'll be their first title since checks notes the year Solskjaer left them to manage Cardiff. <laughs> wow. So that's. Quite a revealing mm. set of statistics, I think. And you know, Man United eight games and the two points off the relegation zone, and they look absolutely yeah. listless. They look, no they, they look depressed almost, don't they? It's really, it's really unusual. To be fair, Harry Maguire should have probably have scored yes. as well. That was a that is a, a chance I mean, they probably yeah. should have put away. But it was just, it's just abject, isn't it? As you say, there's no plan, and they just seem so light up top in particular. I mean, the point's been made fairly often that Rashford. Doesn't strike you as as your main striker. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's mm-hmm. he should he's probably best Support. as the second one. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, making they're those massively rounds. Glossed, and... It was massively glossed over for months. How oh, don't worry about it. Rashford's going to lead the line for Man United. Yeah, and he's and because he's because he's he started his career well because he took his chance when he was put in there and because he's played a few times for England. He's twenty one at one of the biggest yeah. clubs in the world, and he's asked to lead the line. They were glossing over the fact that, that Solskjaer just didn't want Lukaku there anymore. Yeah, there yeah. are different reasons for, for that, I know. And he's moved now, and he's gone, and they've got to forget about I'm that. I'm sure Lukaku doesn't regret moving. No, I'm sure no. he doesn't, but you can't automatically assume you're going to be able to rely on Marcus Rashford to lead the line for Man United with players like um, Andres Pereira mm. and Daniel James. But now, I know Daniel James had a good start to the season, I mean, this is not a player you can hang your hat on at Man United either. No. He could, you could easily see him going 10, 15 games where he does nothing because he's young because he's yeah, coming yeah. to the club newly. Um, and the other thing like, should strike fear into the heart of every Man United fan. Two weeks off now when they come back they play Liverpool. Yeah. And Liverpool <laughs> will tear them to pieces well, the if most, they don't get it right. The most damning stat was that this was Steve Bruce's first win over Manchester United 
as a manager in 23 attempts. Wow. Yeah. Mm. They're not even getting a Brucey bonus. Well, it's no. not about him having a particularly a better squad. He does have a better squad than he's mm. had for a long time, but Manchester United are just bloody abject. They've spent so much money assembling... I couldn't, I couldn't pull out an eleven, like yeah. eleven person yeah. Man United do who you would sort of pick every single week because they're yeah. just so bitty with their form. Yeah. So what what happens next with Man United? Because obviously, I think we can we can work on the assumption that Solskjaer isn't going to replicate Alex Ferguson's legacy well, and be think, there for a long what do you time. Think next? Well, I, I wonder if. Um, if they'll go hard to try and get someone like Max Allegri because obviously when they brought Jose Mourinho and the idea there was that they're not messing around anymore, mm-hmm. they're going to get a winner in, they're going to try and get this club back on track and obviously mm-hmm. that didn't work out for the, the third season syndrome that you can always expect from him and then I think Solskjaer was supposed to be a stopgap, wasn't he? It was very, mm-hmm. very openly. It was like he was going to be caretaker manager for a bit. It went incredibly well for a bit and then collapsed so I think they will go back to what they were trying to do uh, as, far, as far back as when they were appointed Mourinho. I think if, they have to. If, if Liverpool um, wasn't the next match you reckon he would have gone this week because the international break oh, it, it depends if they've know. got they'll need someone lined up they're not they're not going to yeah. get rid of Solskjaer and then start you know there's no good not going to have an interim or the caretaker steps up they'll need someone they're in a royal state mate oh I, they are I, I, I but do you, you think Mourinho actually when when you look back at it did he do actually a slightly better job and maybe well, won the Europa League yeah. won the Europa League they finished second in the league I, I've my, my and they won the league cup as well my answer to Jim's question is, a few years ago now to be fair yeah, but he, I mean, he was only he was only there, you know, a little while, wasn't he? I mean, I, I, my answer to Jim's question instinctively was, I wouldn't be surprised to see Pochettino go in there at some point. But mm. the big barrier to them, to that, is they're such a mess that is Pochettino going to want to work without yeah. a decent sporting director? He might What's not want mean? to. Yeah, I don't. And, think and that's then, a and then, but there's definitely a good, solid, logical argument to say, if you are in such a state that you end up spending two hundred and fifty million pounds a year on players. You might as well just spend an extra ten million and get the best manager you can get, mm. rather than someone who's clearly out of his depth. I've got no beef with Solskjaer. Why, why do you think? I, mean, I know he's been linked heavily, but when we said in the Spurs chat that you know you and Pete both said it was all the players' fault and so on, I understand that. I say it's all the players' fault. I said Pochettino has to shoulder his fair share of the blame because some I, of his selections were strange. Sure, but when I said that Pochettino, he may have had his head turned. He may have thought, actually, do you know what? My time at Spurs has maybe come to mm. an end or whatever. You're saying he'll end up at Manchester United soon, so you obviously think there's some credence in that. Yeah, but I think he's he's, he's been linked with big club big clubs for over a year. Mm, but you obviously think that this one is more serious, though. If you think he's going to end up at Manchester I, United, I don't have any particular insight into either club, um, but I think the pieces fit. Yeah, but I mean he he's been linked very seriously to bigger jobs mm-hmm. for over a year, and he still managed to get a team who <clears> probably weren't that good to a Champions League final. To me, the lowest common denominator is the players. But I I, th- I think that if Pochettino goes to United, they need a sporting director in there and they're yeah. always going to need a sporting director in there because that's the way that football's going and it might put him off taking the job um, if they don't have someone above him to, to do the football side because otherwise he's just going to be swimming against the tide. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing because I don't think Solskjaer's very good and I think he's out of his depth but I don't. I can't convince myself that anyone else would be good. Absolutely. That's the, the problem. The, the structure's not set up there, isn't it? And as you say, if that sporting director isn't there, that's, is that a step down for Pochettino I, you from know, Spurs with th- the, the way the clubs are going I'm in terms of momentum at the moment? I think if you get a good manager in there, you can turn the, ch- the fortunes around. I don't think they're going to be. A, I don't think they're going to win the league or anything. But they can do a downside better than what they're doing. I mean, you know, when, you see Rafa at Newcastle. You know, for when example. people email in because um, you know a plucky underdogs defeated a bigger club, yeah. a bigger team. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they didn't. Just, did they? We just spend all of our time. <laughs> we just spend all of our time talking about the, the bigger team and what yes. the, what their problems they have. Uh-huh. 
I'm very much on that page now. We, okay. we, we, we did five minutes on Newcastle yeah. before we started talking about Man United. Yeah. Actually, the Pete, oh, Pete coming back to that, are there any... <laughs> <laughs> brothers since the Amio. Yeah, they should well, manage Man United. Are there any more long proud history of brothers. Yeah, maybe we need a third like Tommy Amiobi. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, Newcastle legend Tommy Amiobi. Did he ever play for him? <laughs> uh, I think he was in the team, youth team, I think. Yeah, youth team. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lawlers never played together. Uh huh. Was yeah. there anything else you wanted to say? The De Jongs never played together. <laughs> Peter, the floor is yours. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it all better at the club? Is it's uh, all's forgiven? Bruce in. Bruce in. Get Bruce <laughs> in there. No, no, no. Let's go down to the championship then, if All we right, can. Then. Um, one of the most unlikely results of the weekend was Swansea one, Stoke two. Mm. I think that's known up north of the border as a coupon buster, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Stoke's first win of the season comes at the league leaders, and des- despite the win, Stoke is still bottom of the league. That's how <laughs> yeah. sort of bad they've had uh, this season. I mean, Swans even went one nil up in the first minute. When you saw them go up one nil first minute, and obviously they're at home, and so mm. you think, oh blimey, it's going to be a cricket score. I can't believe Stoke won that. What a win! <laughs> it's a baffling situation. At Stoke. What a win! Because that's a great win. I saw them against, I think it was Forest on a Friday night a couple of weeks ago, and they went a goal up and they got beaten. And yeah. Butland, you know, yeah. didn't, didn't play very well and blah 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 um, Button obviously didn't feature in this game against Swansea they went with Adam Federici instead who looked like had a fairly solid game but it was interesting to me that Nathan Jones has got an appalling record at Stoke I mean it was, mm. that's the, I think that's his fifth win in 30 something games yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's terrible yeah. but and this is a really big but they went a goal down the first minute and they I thought from what I saw they worked their socks they off still for the manager yeah. there was a situation where I think they could have gone 2-0 down they had and the players were bombing well. back mm-hmm. and, and doing their bit and they managed to turn it around with a last minute goal which looked like it meant everything to the squad they, oh, they were yeah. so into it so it makes you wonder based on a couple of Stoke fans friends I've got who who, who don't really seem to be blaming Nathan Jones. They certainly should resign because the, the Stoke won't fire him. But they, th- I think they're intimating that, that's that. so damning in itself. Yeah, though. but Stoke are very—they're known to be very loyal yeah. to that that particular kind of administration. But <clears throat> it seems to me there's something else going on there, mm. and it, it's not really something that Nathan Jones has found it easy to, to sort gonna, out. You're going to give us a little wicked whisper. No, I don't know anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll make this as an appeal. If you know anything, tell us. Yeah, but it's a great win for them. What happened to our press room spy? Remember that guy. Yeah, where are you? What was that? Oh, Let's yeah, be yeah, having like you. <laughs> Let's be having you. But yet again, guys, the championship delivers. I mean, we're, we're what are we? 10, 11 games in the championship, and there's four points separating the top 10 teams. Yeah. Great stuff. That's, uh, that's what you want. About three times over the last couple of weeks, I've chatted to friends who support championship teams, mm. and I've said to them, Oh, top of the league, and they've gone. No, not anymore. No, that's right. <laughs> we were Friday. We're yeah, not I was Friday. Say, we were last night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. An hour ago, we were. Yeah. Forest up there for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah get right. down from there. Yeah, Leeds are uh, Leeds are down fifth now because they lost. So it's it's all it's all to play for. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, one thing I was just just float, float my boat as well this this last weekend. Oh yeah, go on, old son. Is um, Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela. What's he up to? Well, he's um, dinky 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 you know, dinky. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know the um, the sort of weirdly manufactured odd battle between him and Zlatan yeah. about which, who can score the most goals Zlatan the Ibrahimovic created yeah well Vela's beaten him yeah <laughs> Vela scored I think 34 goals to Zlatan's 30 or 31 yeah um, yeah he beats he beats Zlatan's with the golden boot golden boot and um, yeah <laughs> what a quite, season quite good mm. he's only 30 did LAFC is that's what they're called Los Angeles Football Club I think I think they finished top, did they? Oh, they were certainly top for for a little while. They finished much higher than uh, LA Galaxy. I think we're about to go into the postseason now. So yeah, 
See how we get on, but but um, but um, yeah, but Vela did did the business. Great season. Maybe yeah. Arsenal should resign him. Jim. Mm. You see, uh, Luis Figo in uh, Guildford. Did Probably, see that. Presumably waiting for the football ramble live show. A few days. He's got there very early. early. He's yeah. got there very early. Imagine going on stage, he's G live roots. in Guildford, and seeing Luis Figo in the front row. I'm, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you dancing. In front of Louis Figo. Dancing in front of Louis Figo. I'd be imagine like, he, what, imagine you, him naked. What would you yeah. do if he threw a pig's head at you? Yeah. Would you be like, hang yeah, on. Good point. Mm. That's, that's the treatment you get, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if Louis Figo turns up to our live show, I'll give him a pig's head to throw at you. Yeah. Yeah. Would he, obviously, that time when he played for Real Madrid away at Barcelona, pig's head, lots and lots of coins, which is obviously horrible. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was like a mobile scooter, phone. Wasn't, it? wasn't yeah. a scooter? No, that's the Milan. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, it was yeah. a moped, wasn't it? That's a totally different situation. I think I'm... I think there might have been a mobile phone. How much do you hate someone? Yeah. I'll chuck play. anything. Take the SIM card out. <laughs> yeah. Those old school Motorola's, he'd be yeah. fine, yeah. Do a bit of damage. Do, damage so, yeah. do we have any... Obviously, Figo is in, in Guildford to see Ramble Live, as we know, but yeah, yeah. There, mm. could there perhaps be any other reason he was also what, double? Well, literally no, Jim. Jesus, what's wrong yeah. with you? Try to sell tickets, mate. <laughs> yeah, see Lewis Figo at Ramble Live, Guildford, guaranteed. <laughs> he, his tweet was amazing because he just posted a picture of himself on the high street in sunglasses and, and it's tweet Guildford just said, time. Wasn't Guildford it? time. <laughs> yeah, that. that's not a thing, Lewis. <laughs> and, there's a, and there's a person in the distance behind, well, I say in the distance, not that far behind him, who looks a bit like an astronaut, but as Pete pointed out, it's probably a beekeeper. <laughs> I mean, why the beekeepers what, strolling down the high street? It's for beekeeping gear. I mean, no, it was an astronaut because someone zoomed in on the photo. Is actually an astronaut. Oh, there you go. What the hell? Why is it an astronaut? I, I still think that looks Why more like it, a beekeeper. Yeah, is, like is, is, is there a film going on and he's like getting a little extra part? He's doing a Carlo Ancelotti. Is this some viral marketing for the beekeeping movie? <laughs> it's a weird situation. The bee movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing him there. Yeah. Lovely. There we are. He'll be waiting on the wing. Wind the wings. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Buzzing anyway, around. Buzzing uh, around. That's time for me to, to say goodbye. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to uh, the Ramble on Foot Ramble Daily. Jules and Andy, of course, will be with you tomorrow. Jules will be bouncing after that Brighton win, no doubt. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Cheers, guys. Thank you, Pete D. Come and see us live. RambleLive.com. Lewis Figo, Guildford, live. Thanks, Jimmy C. Cheers. See you then. This was a Stakhanov production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.